If you've ever felt like you're doing everything right in your business, but you still can't see growth or change, then it might be a little something between your ears. Now, my guest today is Chris Richard, who's a mindset mentor for entrepreneurs, and he helps them go from stuck and stagnant in their business to thriving and growing. And it all focuses on your emotions and mindset and how they're affecting your business and how you're showing up in the world. Now, this this conversation has so many amazing tidbits in it, and I can't wait for you to hear Chris's solid and practical advice for mastering that mindset. So let's get to it. If you're seeking a way to escape the cycle of under-earning and overworking, then you're in the right place. Welcome to The Well-Paid Creative, where we discover how to run a profitable and satisfying creative business. I'm your host, Gabrielle Chipier, and I share what I've learned in my 17 years as a creative pro. From attracting quality clients, to earning more profit, to escaping burnout, and creating amazing work you love, we're going to cover it all. Join me as I interview experts and reflect on my own experiences, both the good and the bad. Before we dive into the show, if you want access to free resources, trainings, and a community of creative pros just like you, hop on over to wellpaidcreative.com where you can find all this and more. Hey, welcome back everybody to the Well-Paid Creative Podcast. I'm super excited to be here with you today and also with my guest, Chris Richards. Welcome to the podcast, Chris. Thank you very much for having me. Wonderful. So we are going to dive into all sorts of topics here today. And I know as we were talking beforehand, so many different topics came up. So I'm really excited to dive in. But first, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Well, I don't want to bore your listeners too much. Um, So I won't do the life story. But essentially, I joined the army when I was 16 years old. Um, spent 15 years doing that in uh, police investigations, uh, criminal intelligence, uh, and the like. Left that, went into corporate leadership and project management. So I had that go in the corporate space uh, and then moved into entrepreneurship. Um, First of all, going straight for the money, which is what a lot of people do. Um, I started out with uh, Amazon business, uh, drop shipping and white labeling and things like that. Uh, then moved into, uh, what was it? Let's see, what was the order? Let's see if I can get it right. Uh, events, I did a Les Brown event in London. Um, invested in and organized. Um, uh, I invested in businesses and books and things like that. Eventually found my niche, uh, found my, my gift, if you like, which was in coaching and helping people through um, breakthroughs and understanding who they are and who they want to be. Uh, and helping them bridge the gap to that. Um, Going a little bit further back, I'm also someone who comes from a great deal of childhood trauma. Um, And along the path of all of this was a lot of healing, uh, a lot of learning. And over time, I've, I've not only healed that, but learned many, many skills, techniques, knowledge and experience to really help other people. Uh, and that is the prime focus of why we're here today. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. And I know mindset is a very vast and interesting and intricate topic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I loved your tagline when you first came um, and we were talking about this podcast episode um, about how you help people get to the next level once they realize that marketing and sales um, isn't the thing that's holding them back. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, that's the, that's the bio that I sent through. Uh, generally speaking, uh, the people I work with are entrepreneurs. They're generally making about 10,000 plus a month um, up until kind of six figures, mid, six, uh, mid seven figures. Um, and yeah, a lot, of the, a lot of people have an awful lot of experience and knowledge in sales. They do, they've done every course. They've downloaded every swipe file. They have followed every expert and guru. They have tried everything. And when you speak to them, invariably they'll tell you how they've got a, a really solid sales ability. Like they understand how to move someone or rather how to understand someone's pain, uh, how to understand what they're after, how, how to understand what the gap is and then how to guide them to if the solution is right for them, uh, how to guide them into offering that solution. So sales itself isn't particularly complicated. Neither is marketing. Marketing is not overly complicated. It's uh, the mindset around it is where people trip up. A lot of people approach marketing from this kind of, I need to sell myself mentality. I need to make money quickly mentality. I need to, oh God, I I hate this term. I cringe every time I even uh, say it, but I need to close clients. I need to close people. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't like being closed. I don't like the idea that someone has decided that they are going to close me. Um, I would much rather work with someone who decided they wanted to understand me and get me and help me, which is actually the best way to approach both marketing and sales, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, Because... You know, especially when you're working with more uh, established people, they can tell. Like they can tell the the, the motivation you have, uh, and like I say, especially more established names, they will sniff out someone who has an agenda a mile away. Within two messages, they know if you have an agenda. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, this like, certain cold mess, cold, cold messaging, and things like that, crazy. Mm-hmm. So the people I work with generally, um, they're good at sales, and you know they may have slightly wrong mindset in certain areas uh, when it comes to sales, which we have a look at. They're great at marketing; they're good at speaking about themselves, but they haven't quite got the understanding that marketing is not about selling your thing; it's about creating a relationship with the people and having. That having the focus be on them, not yourself. Mm-hmm. Again, most people guess that wrong. They're so focused on making money. Uh, and we spoke about this previous, just before we hit record, we, we started talking about this. And I did say I wanted to speak about it if I could. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> a lot of people approach their marketing and their business with this very kind of, they don't mean to be self-centered. They're, generally speaking, most people in this business space are good people. They care about what they do. They care about delivering a great product. But then comes time to actually market their business, and they and a lot of them forget all that, 
and they start getting slipping into this mentality of I need to convince them that I'm the best. Mm-hmm. I need to convince these people that I'm the best. I'm number one. And certain marketers don't help. They a lot of their marketing message is very cleverly done. Um, it's based on the uh, on resonance. And so because a lot of people are going out with this um, self-focus, if, I was a, if I'm selling marketing and I'm one of these people, then it stands to reason that I would say things like, you want to be number one in your industry. You want to own your niche. You want to do all these things. You don't have to be number one. You can be number 257 and still be a multimillionaire. Yeah. The idea that you have to be number one in a niche because it's so crap. Like in one breath, they're saying business entrepreneurship isn't overcrowded and oversaturated. It's a prime market for anyone to get started. That's why you should buy my course to get started today. They can't say that and in the same breath say, but you've got to be number one. You've got to be the absolute top choice for, look, this is just my opinion, but you only have to be number one in the mind of the person you're speaking to. And even then, oh, number one changes. You know, I've I've had several coaches. I've had several mentors. And each one at the moment I was working with them was the number one choice for me. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be number one in the industry. That is ego. That is all ego. Uh, and it gets you into trouble. Because mm-hmm. then you start asking you, yourself the questions of, am I doing this right? Okay, I'm going to take a breath because I've been on send for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so I know you mentioned um, you mentioned the ego, and I find that that's very prevalent in the creative industries because a lot of it is essentially selling ourselves, right? And hmm. we tend to not differentiate between ourselves and our skills and our work. It's all kind of wrapped up into one messy bundle that we can't really pull apart quite easily. So what do you think about ego and how it comes into this whole marketing and sales? Um, Thank you for that question. Uh, It's huge. Absolutely huge. The ego is misunderstood by a lot of people. The ego has a very simple job, much like fear alerting you to threats. Your ego has a job. Anyone who says they're above their ego or they've purged their ego is, quite frankly, deluded. Um, Your ego has a job. It's never leaving you. In the same way, you can never purge guilt, shame, fear, sadness. You can't purge them. In fact, the more you repress any of those, the bigger they get. Because the whole purpose of an emotion is to get, grab your attention uh, and to pull your attention in a particular direction. That's the only purpose of an emotion. The purpose of the ego is to protect your sense of self. You don't want to purge that. If you purge that, you'll be rocking backwards and forwards in the corner in the fetal position, wondering who you are. So you don't want to get rid of your ego. Your ego is good. Uh, In fact, when you have kind of down days and that little voice says, you know what, you're all right. You can try again tomorrow. Everyone always like criticizes and demonizes the ego. That's the ego. 
saying you've gone a little bit what I call the ego baseline. Um, so imagine you've got like this home baseline. And if you drop too far below it, if you're starting putting on weight, if you start uh, losing money, if your income goes lower than what is normal or what is expected of yourself, then it's the ego's job to go, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, did you notice this over here? You've you've started to put on a couple of pounds there. And if you keep going down, let's make it weight, um, weight related. This is literally what yo-yo dieting does, but... <sighs> You start going down, you start going down, you start going to the minus figures. And the ego, the further down away from the baseline you get, the more the ego's job is to pull you back up and to motivate you to go, oh, my God, I can't live like this anymore. And supposedly, you're supposed to burst into action at that point when it hits that certain peak point, And you build yourself back up again. The problem is that the plus figures above the line work in the exact same way as the minus figures below the line. Mm. So the further you get, and this is why people have their best month ever and then suddenly stop making um, offers. Um, it's because their ego has gone, this is weird. We've suddenly got a wonderful life. This is why someone who leaves a toxic relationship um, then you know, finds a really nice guy or nice girl. Um, and then deep down feels like, this is weird. I'm like, you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. It's nothing you can put into words precisely. It's just this feeling like, this doesn't feel like it's meant for me. Mm -hmm. um, I see it all the time. And this is the other thing. The more you put yourself out there, I mean, we can talk about the obvious ones, the easy ones, which is if you're making the business and extension of you, well, then your ego has to protect you. And so it has to protect you from you know, the rejection, the judgments, the criticisms. And the more you lack self-certainty, it's where people are attacking their ego, but they need their certainty of self if they're going to put themselves out there. Mm -hmm. Because if you're going to get a bunch of people saying, you know, what are you doing? who are you to do this if you even get those most people fear that they're going to get them but they never actually receive many especially in the first few years um that <laughs> don't get me wrong that happens later um <laughs> it's your crab mentality but yeah the more you tie your your identity to your business you're not your business even if it's an extension of your passion it's the extension of your passion and if you love it, a lot of people do it for the wrong reasons. Again, motivations and values behind why you do something is way more important than what you're doing. Mm. If the motivation to put out a piece of work, um, if that is to get paid, well, then, of course, you're going to have all these fears coming up. Because you're basically saying, I'm going to put this out, especially at the beginning. Pardon me. I'm going to put this out. And if people buy it at that price, that's if they even get that far. If people buy it at this price, then that will validate my belief that it was worth that price. Mm -hmm. And they're basing their worth on how much they can sell something for, which is bonkers. 
absolutely bonkers. Any seasoned marketer or business person will tell you that first time you try and sell anything, you're probably not going to sell it. Hmm. If you do, it's lucky. And if you get lucky, you get unfortunately, actually it's a bad thing because you then get this confirmation bias that, oh, that was easy. It will always be easy. No, it's not. Um, when you first start selling things, um, you look, people don't understand that when you first start selling something, there's always going to be some low-hanging fruit. There's going to be some people who already know you, who you have it, don't actually need to try that hard, and they'll buy what you've got. Then those people run out. <laughs> they run out quick. And you actually have to make an effort. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're in the in that second group of people who put something out and immediately someone grabs it, um, then you it, you can fall into that trap of like, oh, this is easy. Uh, I don't really have to do anything. <sighs> yeah, I, I guess the short it's just the short version is don't tie your identity to your business. <laughs> We're going to get right back to the conversation because it is so good. But I want to tell you about a free quiz at wellpaidcreative.com forward slash quiz that's going to help you discover the unique hidden key to higher profit and awe-inspiring growth in your creative business. Now, there are so many keys to growth in a business, but they don't all fit the lock of your business right now. That's why I developed the Profit Finder quiz, and it's going to show you exactly what you need to be focusing on to reach the next level. Now, making a decent living from the work you love doesn't have to be hard. And when you answer these profit finding questions for yourself, you're going to make it so much easier. Go take the Profit Finder quiz today. You can find it at wellpaidcreative.com forward slash quiz and get your unique key plus in-depth strategies designed to help you see growth fast. Now, again, that's at wellpaidcreative.com forward slash quiz. All right, let's get back to the episode. So I remember we were talking a little bit about the the fear that kind of come ar- arises when you're essentially a business owner and, and for creatives as well but mm-hmm. how when we get into that fight or flight kind of cycle yep and i can honestly kind of tie it into that what you were saying before because if we put out something and it flops then we do tend to get that fight or flight response it's like oh my gosh i failed what's going to go on what do i do now let's, so talk let, let's, a little let's bit talk about that. what is actually happening when that happens mm-hmm. um i think that's where you're going but please sorry please finish yeah, what you're saying that's exactly what i was talking about okay so first of all it's not just fight flight uh, as you may well know it's fight flight freeze fawn um uh freeze and fawn fawn yes fawn okay um <laughs> Let's talk about those three main ones. Uh, fight and flight is what's known as a sympathetic um, response. Freeze would be a dorsal response. Um, anyone who wants to look up polyvagal theory, riveting reading, uh, but highly, actually, really interesting for me. Okay. The First of all, the only reason they have even been triggered is because your body has... 
um, recognize some kind of threat. Mm-hmm. The danger, a lot of people get off on the wrong foot because when this, these feelings come up, they think there's something wrong with them. What I would invite people to do is just to say, hmm, well, that's normal. I'm doing something I've never done before and putting myself out there to be judged. And I don't particularly like being judged, even if you're a very confident person. Let's say someone who's done a lot of work, built up a lot of confidence, they'll still get this. I get this. Everybody gets this. Anyone who says they don't get this is a liar or delusional. Um, (laughs) Everybody gets some part of imposter syndrome, especially when you are further ahead. And the reason is some people might be like, why? Why would you get imposter syndrome when you're more experienced? Because the more mastery you have in anything, the more it's your normal. And so you don't consider it special. And so when you put something out, even no matter how much hype you put behind it, deep down you're like, I can't force myself to feel like this is special unless I really, like you've got to put a lot of effort into being in the other person's shoes mm-hmm. and keep reminding yourself that your knowledge and your experience and your talents is not normal. It's actually extraordinary. But most people have been taught not to recognize uh, their own greatness because it's arrogant and you might think too highly of yourself, God Mm -hmm. forbid. So, okay. So your body recognizes a threat. It then creates a sympathetic uh, state where you want to either run away, um, which most people do, (laughs) especially initially. It's the other thing. The, The mistake there is that people start beating themselves up. Oh, I've run away. Oh, I've, oh, I've, um, oh, oh, I've, I've run away or I've frozen and, I, and I'm not doing the thing I should be doing. What's wrong with me? I must be wrong. And sorry, it's the words change depending on the people, but essentially, most people turn to some kind of self criticism, some kind of inner dialogue that will knock them down because they really needed that. Um, will knock them down and will make them feel small. Now, let's rewind a little bit. Whose job is it that when you get too far away from your basic normal, they have to step in and feed you lines and whatever it, whatever that knows to bring you back to your normal? That would be the ego. Your ego, correct. (laughs) So when people say, oh, what's wrong with me? I'm like, nothing. Your ego is working perfectly. (laughs) Everything about this is working perfectly fine. There's nothing, you know, air quotes, wrong with you. If you're getting the imposter syndrome, if you're going into fight flight, it's just the adrenaline. It's just like I'm putting myself in danger in some way and your body's just getting ready for the danger. Mm-hmm. it's not a sign that you should run away it's not a sign that you should stop it's certainly not a sign that you should give up on your dreams it's a sign that your body recognized some kind of threat for most people it's uh the fear of putting themselves out there and being rejected and uh or having it be confirmed because they deep down have an insecurity mm-hmm. having their insecurity confirmed whatever their insecurity is i'm not good enough um who would want this blah 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 it doesn't matter 
all that matters is there is an insecurity. You have done something against it consciously, willfully. Well done, first of all. Excellent. Most people don't get that far. Most people feel the fear and then run away. But let's say you've put something out there and then it doesn't get sold. People don't buy it straight away. And we are meaning creators. We love creating meaning on everything. Oh, it didn't sell. That should be the end of the conversation with yourself. Mm. It didn't sell. There is no meaning. The only meaning is you put an offer out and for whatever reason, it didn't sell. You know, an experienced uh, business person would say, okay, well, was it to the right audience? Did they see it? Um, was it packaged? Uh, how was the packaging of the thing that I just offered? Did it resonate with the people I'm talking to? Did they receive it in the right time? Was it relevant for the time in their life? If they're going through a bunch of stuff, do they really need this right now? Is this the best time for this? Uh, it's not going to be a high priority. Um, did I price it too high? Did I price it too low? Some people price themselves too low. Most people price themselves too low <laughs> when they first start because they're so afraid of being turned down. They don't realize that... Um, well, it's actually a fun game that you could play um, if you like to. It's true. Let's go. Okay. Because uh, it'd be good for people to listen to this. Uh, mm -hmm. Most people are so afraid to price themselves too high that they're like, <gasps> no. Mm -hmm. Give me any object, anything that I might want to sell. Anything. Literally. This roll of tape. <gasps> the roll of tape. Okay. <laughs> Soft brand. High quality. <laughs> beautiful i love it okay a roll of tape i'm not going to go into a sales pitch we're just going to go in pricing let's say you don't know anything about the tape yet i have it you need it you need scotch you need some kind of scotch tape i say okay i've got a roll of tape for you give you all the benefits it suits your needs it is 100 pounds or 100 dollars What would be your immediate thought? It's a roll of scotch tape. And I'd be like, that's way too high. That's way too high. Okay. Um, $50. Yeah, still way too high. Still way too high. Well, yeah, I'd expect so. Uh, $20. Mm, I think that's still too high. It's Yeah, it's a roll of scotch tape. $10. Is it like really sticky scotch tape? <laughs> Is there something special about the it's, scotch it's, tape? It's, and... it's great scotch tape. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I want you to like bear in mind, this is the point, and I, we really should have picked something that's like mid-range mm. rather than a, a small, cheap item. Um, in fact, let's switch it up quickly, but let's pick a mid-range, mid-price thing, something that you would want it to work. You wouldn't, you wouldn't, be, you wouldn't be happy if it didn't work after you bought it. Uh, let's say a new TV, a new 42-inch hmm. TV or something. 42-inch TV. That's actually, okay, brilliant. <laughs> um, $10,000. Oh, no, that's too too expensive, I think. Good, okay. Um, I'm going to go quick fire this time. Eight. Mm, 
Mm, no. Five. Maybe. <laughs> ah, okay, maybe. So for anyone listening, this is the kind of the, the, the we're, we're entering into the zone of what might be considered, like there might be a few factors involved. There's going to have to be a guarantee there. That's at the very top pushing. There's going to be something that you really need help getting that person over the line. 3,000. Um... 42 inch. Perfect. Works wonderful. It's been a while since I bought a TV. I don't know what the going rate for TVs are right now. Okay. Notice where the head goes. It's where a lot of people's head goes. What's the comparative? So um, most people try and sell something. This is unique and wonderful. There's nothing like it. Well, good luck with that because we need to compare. Uh, but this isn't a sales thing. I just want to go over the, the mentality of money. Uh, 2000 Sure. <laughs> okay. Brilliant. We got this out. Let's keep going. 42 inch, top of the range, absolutely amazing. $500. What's your immediate thought? What's wrong with it? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I was wondering how low I was going to have to go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah what's wrong with it? Um, most people don't understand that the there is a top and a bottom of your pricing range that people will think about, depending on how much they need the thing, want the thing, trust you, trust the thing. So people talk about no like and trust. It's not just about no like and trust you. They have to know like and trust the product as well. Um, there's a lot of people I don't trust that I've bought from. There's a lot of people I do trust and I love them dearly, would never buy from them. Mm. Um so it's not just about the person. A lot of marketers will sell that. But yeah, the that's your range, though. And if I was if I was selling to you, and this is again why the focus has to be on the customer, it has to be on the client, because if I was selling to you, your lowest. Before you start asking questions, what would it be? What would be the price before you start saying what's wrong with it? Thousand, thousand five. Yeah, maybe about a thousand or so, somewhere around there. Brilliant. Uh, and what was the kind of top? We said about five thousand. Was your yeah? It's kind of like uh, I'd really want to do my homework to make sure <laughs> like it's what? worth it. Yeah, that better be okay, gold between TV. one and five. <laughs> there you go. Between one and five, there are people, plenty of people in the world who. If you offered them a $5,000 TV, they'd be like, what's wrong with it? Mm -hmm. If you offered them a TV for 10000 and said this was a top of the range, whatever, they would be asking what's wrong with it. And this is another mindset thing where the person selling the thing, especially if they never sold anything before, will project their own money mindset beliefs onto the people they're selling to. Mm. And then they wonder why no one's buying. Because either they're shooting for people who, um, they're shooting for top end, but they're not asking for top end prices, or they're doing something, or doing the worst crime imaginable, which is worse than aiming high and missing, it's aiming low and hitting. Mm. And they're getting 
bottom dollar, bottom dollar, bottom dollar, bottom dollar. And they've, and the problem with getting anything, uh, I mean, you know, but if you're selling something at a really low, low level, a, a, a low line, a low amount, you've got to sell a lot of them mm-hmm. um, to live on. And that's fine. Like you can scale that. There, that is a strategy. But yeah, most people, especially if they're creatives, um, if you're selling your services, I mean, if you're selling your services, so especially selling your time, you there. Yeah, hmm. absolutely. Well, this has mm. just been absolutely. Oh, that that being that being said, sorry, that being said, I just want to add one final caveat for ethical reasons. Just because you can, just because I'm saying price higher. Um, always do it based on your own experience. Don't just mm. price high because some marketer told you to. That's to anyone listening. Yes, that's um, why I always say pe- pe- don't, pe- don't just arbitrarily raise your rates for no reason. There has yeah. to be. Yeah, I'm, I, like, I, I, I'll get a dozen messages in my inbox every single day from you know someone uh, offering to build a funnel for me saying that they are $10,000. They're the best funnel maker. And I will see them in the ClickFunnels group asking advice on how to build a funnel mm. uh, saying they've just started. They're asking prices this because they got told to price high. So people, people expect them to be good. Um, uh, and so they can get the sale because people are expecting them to be good. That's one of the giveaways of someone who's crap that they're, they're not asking very much, mm-hmm. <sighs> which again, is fine. If, if you, <sighs> Just, just be honest. Is, is I think the the key message. If you're if you're just starting out and you want to help people, then help them. Build up the experience, and then when you are ready, when you have results, then talk about those results mm-hmm. and build on it and build on it and build on it. We seem to live in a world where everyone's doing a ninety day sprint. Building a business is not a ninety day sprint. No, it's, it's a marathon. It's a five, to, yeah, it's a five to ten year marathon. Mm-hmm. Which again, don't beat yourself up when you have a bad day, because it's a five to ten year marathon. You're allowed to have a few bad days. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this. This has just been absolutely fantastic, Chris. So, someone who's just listened to this podcast episode, what's a kind of action step that they can take to start moving forward with this? Oh, okay. It's a really tough one because um, obviously it depends on the people. Mm. Let's say if you're just starting out, never sold anything. I'll do three action steps. If you're just starting out, never sold anything in your life, never sold your service in your life, then reach out to 10, 20, 30 people. It doesn't matter. Just keep going and offer to give value. Give them something of value as upfront and build up testimonials, build up your experience and don't be looking for a quick buck. If you need income while doing this, get a job. Mm-hmm. It's okay. We don't, I, I hate people who demonize employed people with the side hustle. There is nothing wrong with that. In fact, it's great because you're not in a scarcity mentality. Mm-hmm. So if you're just starting out, my advice would be uh, reach out to as many people as you possibly can uh, and offer some sort of value and show your value daily on social media in some way. Uh, get in, get to where your people are. Don't try and just set up a profile and start shouting. Um, actually go to where your people would be. 
if you are middle of the range, you've been in business for a few years now, um, maybe knocking your head up against certain income ceilings, uh, my advice would be definitely seek out a mindset person because I can guarantee that's going to be mindset. Um, most people will keep themselves. You're, you're usually hitting a ceiling because your own ego won't allow you too far. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the way I describe it just quickly is there tends to be um, fighters who will push, 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 and then they'll burn out. Uh, and so if you're in burnout, again, it's usually because you've been willfully pushing and pushing and pushing for too long. Um, and then you have to take a break, rest, and then you go back to the push and your whole life is that. Um, that's mindset. Work on mindset. Reach out to someone who is somatic, cognitive, someone like me. doesn't have to be me. Just reach out to somebody and, and work on mindset. Because if you're fighting hard and then burning out, that's mindset. If you are doing great in your business, money's coming in, but it's going out just as fast, that's mindset. <laughs> if you're doing all the things but waking up anxious and overwhelmed weirdly enough yeah that's mindset um there is a reason why when asked the top millionaires and billionaires you know anytime they're asked the question on what's the most important the most important is to have a holistic knowledge and then be able to do multiple things especially when you start out but mindset is always the most important the way you think and the way you is going to reflect in the way you show up the way you see yourself is going to be reflecting how you show up the smart ones do it at the very beginning um but then they prepare themselves they do it before they need it Mm -hmm. but most people they have to burn out a few times before they actually make an effort yeah (laughs) Uh, practical advice last piece would be anyone at any level beginning middle or deeply established um acceptance forgiveness and love if you show yourself acceptance forgiveness and the love you would have for a friend in the same situation then guilt and shame will not have that much power over you anymore and that's where the fear of rejection and judgment comes from it's guilt and shame Mm. what will people think of me oh i love acceptance forgiveness and love That's fantastic advice. Well, thank you so much, Chris. So where can people find you online? Uh, Probably best place would be atomicgrowth.co.uk is my website. Or pretty much anywhere on social media. You search uh, Chris Richards Mindset Mentor, you're going to find me. Uh, Or Atomic Growth. Uh, On any social media, you'll find me. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I've just started TikTok very late to the party um but yeah i try and be as as omnipresent as i can um my whole mentality is that what i'm teaching and what i'm trying to give i have a belief that it it should be the normal people should understand and just know this they should have been given this early on uh, it's a crime that they haven't uh and, and that's why i'm doing what i'm doing which is just to get that message out to help people understand their emotions, understand their identity. Um, I love that. So yeah. Wonderful. Well, thanks again, Chris. This was so such a lovely conversation and I can't wait to see what you do. Everybody go check out Chris. We're going to link up all of his uh, websites, social media profiles in the show notes. So you have to go check him out.
Thanks again, Chris. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Well-Paid Creative. This podcast is sponsored by 12 Strong, a full-service marketing automations agency. You can learn more at 12strong.com. Theme music is by Silverhoof, and our guests are not paid for their time and energy, so please do give them any support that you can. Before we head out, if you want access to free resources, trainings, and a community of creative pros just like you, visit wellpaidcreative.com where you can find all this and so much more. Join me next week for another episode as we continue discussing how you can grow and love a profitable creative business. While you're here, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And if you enjoyed it, I'd be so grateful for a review or a share with someone you think would benefit. Now let's hear some more of that amazing theme song.